I the only one who was into Op Ivy? No, uh, I had friends who I was were into them. Into Op Ivy. Yeah, I mean that was like a big Bay Area thing. Because my friend was sure. in a ska band. One of my best friends from high school. So there was definitely a huge ska thing that happened here, and it was oh god, it was terrible. The ska thing was. I think it. I think I had just come in under the ska thing. Yeah, I think you were just a little bit too young for it. It was like yeah. so omnipresent and bad. It was like what, well, yeah, it never was something that I was like that. I you know, I was like, yeah, just yeah. totally missed it. You yeah, you came of musical age like after Mighty Mighty Boss Tones had happened. <laughs> yes, I remember them, but yes, I. Yeah. So that was. I mean, that was definitely like ska was. Not there, there. There wasn't even like a Wait, glimmer that, of like kind of connection. Was that to ska or were they like they were a ska uh, band? Swing. Yeah. No, no, they, they were ska band. Oh no, that was Terry Pop and Daddies. Terry Pop and Daddies. Exactly. Wait, which ska band? Which ska band was on? Or just maybe I'm going to sound stupid now. <coughs> the movie Clueless. Oh shit! There is a band. Was it Boss Tones? That's yeah. That's what it I was, was like. Boss Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> it was probably the other hit, not the impression that I get song. Yeah, they were yeah. performing live, I think, on the, at the, at the like, had to some dance or some party they go to. <laughs> I, I was talking about the, the Boston's big hit with someone recently, and I realized, like, it's, it's, such a, it's such a weird song because it's not even like, hey, I went through some hard times and life can be pretty <laughs> rough. It's like, I know a guy who had something bad that happened to him, and it seemed like it sucked. Like it, what? What? Just vague as hell. <laughs> it's like you can relate to this. I'm gonna be very vague. Yeah, like like Let's if something bad Let's happens to contract. you, then you gotta hope that you get through it. Because I know a guy, <laughs> and you can get through it too. Whatever it is you're going through. That's the impression that I get. That, like this song is like the impression that he gets is that going through hard stuff is hard. That's very Whoa. 90s end of history. You know, it's yeah. just like... It, 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 absolutely, you're right. That's, yeah. that's absolutely right. That it's just like, nothing bad happens 90s. to me, but damn, like, could happen to Lately other people. 90s. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just like, sounds like they need to fulfill their contract or something with their album. And we're like, Let's just well, they fulfilled the shit out of that contract if that's what they were doing. They're probably living off that money now. There's like, I... I Read some long article on a. Someone did a think piece? It was a think piece. It was a real think piece. I think we all need to get off the internet. Yes. Let's not. (laughs) Obviously, this is going to be on the internet. But yeah, like, I'm always like, log off. And then I go on and I just. Specifically, Twitter, I just tweet some stupid nonsense. I think all of the internet. Yeah, we need a break. This is not like, you know, early social media. Yeah, we can bring back ICQ and that's it. (laughs) Makeout Club. IRC. IRC. Yeah, IRC. IRC, what else? I'm, I'm, I'm a Slack fan. I love Slack. It's Slack is, is, is the greatest. You guys have Slack. Yeah, but then, we just, Slack but then we just post like all the shitty tweets. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, oh, Slack so you guys are, minted, are posting like, this like, thousand shitty new tweets. Millionaires. Oh, yeah, they did, right? They went public. <clears throat> good for them. They should make that money. Yeah. Every cent of it they earned. Do you remember when the internet felt like it was actually like a revolutionary tool for like free communication oh yes. yeah 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 yes wasn't that cool yeah <laughs> what was is definitely the operative word what was and also that was, was. like dial-up time too 
Where it was yeah, like, exa- yes, exactly. Like, you know, getting on your AOL and or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the other one? That That's was my like modem sound. CompuServe or something. CS. There was CompuServe, yep. I loved I CompuServe. Had Netcom. So I had both, but I loved CompuServe because if you had an email, it was like blah, blah, at cs.com. Super short. You know? That's smooth. And then you just have AOL. And then you get on AIM and you're like chatting in some room, age, sex, location. Yeah, I'm yeah. of that generation. Proudly. Oh, yeah. And then Same. also Makeout Club. <clears throat> the first social media. Club. That yeah, was the Makeout first Club social media. Sick. I had Live Journal. Then I had Live Journal. Live and then I met yeah, a bunch that's... of people from Live Journal yeah. in so New York City. I. I did too. Yeah. I met some of my Live Journal friends. Damn. And I'm still friends with them. Hey, guys, yep. what's up? Really? They all have kids now and shit, but you know. What was before Live Journal? Nothing. Hmm. Well, there was basically nothing, yeah. Yeah. There and were Tumblr. Web okay. rings. Web rings. Gothic Day of the Week. Yeah. Gothic Babe of the Week. <laughs> Gothic Babe of the Week. Jesus. Dude, that was that was a thing, Chris. That was again before your time, but that was how you looked Wait, at it. Wait, what was it again? Gothic Babe of the Week. It was like No, but was what was the like It was a web ring. Web ring. Oh, web okay. Ring. I don't know. Yeah, that. which was basically just like an ad hoc directory of like personal websites. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you could just kind of surf along them. Go yeah. around. Well, which we used to be what, like Netscape? No, what were the websites like hosted on again? GeoCities, well, yeah, GeoCities, Geo- 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 Fire, GeoCities, Angel Fire. Yep. Yeah. Angel or Fire. or on your on your own personal dial-up internet provider's website, you could do an AOL like page a, or something. Yeah, mm. exactly. You'd get like I a like an AOL page. There was like else. a twenty-five megabyte storage. On yeah, their like if, if you could, with your with your internet like like Verizon or whatever. Like here, right? You know, like Verizon or yeah, your dial-up. It took you know a year to download that first MP3, and Chris, I hope it was worth it. It was. It was definitely worth it. I mean, it started me on a long, illustrious career. I mean, we got to give it up for Soulseek. Still there. Soulseek is Soulseek still going. It's crazy. That's another thing about like that age too. Is like people are like. A lot of stuff I play out, they're like, Can I, like, what is that? What, what are you playing? I'm like, um, it's from a bootleg that I bought in Journal Square in 1999 because my cousin refused to lend me the CD. It was like, you know, ghetto tech, like ghetto house. And I just like, now I'm like playing that shit because it's fun and people, whatever. But like people are like, oh my God, what is this? And I'm like, you cannot get it. Like it's, it's like literally from like, this is like, this is something that I think is important because culturally i think it's like like it's still something that until somebody reissues which now we're going into this territory territory of reissues but until somebody starts reissuing like ghetto house or whatever that's only been on cd releases like bootlegs like where you had to go to the hood to get them because these djs were just literally like making tracks and putting them on bootleg cds that have never been pressed to vinyl so if you're a vinyl nerd you can't find it, and yeah. you have to. So I still have these bootlegs, and I've had to re-rip them. And I'm like, because all the old rips were like 128, and now I'm like, ah, I still have the CD. I didn't burn. It. I didn't like shred it. I, sh- I shredded a bunch of old shitty CDs, like mixed CDs and shit. But like, I kept those because I was like, I knew. I was like, I I seek these out when I was a teenager. My cousin didn't want to share with me. She was like, she, we'd ride in her car, and she's like, no, you have to go find it. And I'd like, Jersey City was scary, like. I'm from Hudson County. Jersey City was the hood back then, but I would go to Journal Square, go to the, and get my little Hot 97 hip hop CD, summer, you know, whatever, 98, blah, blah. I'm a little ghetto house of. And now I just like play it. And people are like, oh my God. And I'm like, gotta go find it. Well, you'll be happy to know that Rush Hour is putting out a quadruple vinyl set of uh, 
tracks ripped from bootleg CDs. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> from from Jersey tweets. City. They must have read my tweets. <laughs> hey, Rush Hour. I need a cut of that money. <laughs> I seriously, like, somebody was like, hey, what do you, like, I'm like, no. Like, you, like, I just, I just was so annoyed. I was like, this is like a cultural thing. Like, you had to, like, be from the hood or, like, live, like, like, from, like, around Baltimore or whatever or Jersey and just be like, like, that was, like, I would say one of my first, I mean, hip hop is technically electronic music, you know, but like that was my first foray into it. And it's amazing to like go back to like when I was a teenager and like tell my cousin, like, you don't understand. Remember when you wouldn't give me those CDs? Well, now I play them out in the middle of like techno and health sets and people jump. <laughs> and you need to come. And she's just like, wow. Cause she was being so, she would just be like, no, you have to go get it. You're on your own. I'm like, okay, I'll just take the bus to Jersey City then. Go to the hood. <laughs> So was this a scene where like you would have to get these bootlegs from the DJs themselves, and and they'd just like have yeah, this, or like- they would be like in like in the because I've talked to other people that grew up in inner city or whatever, or like friends that grew up in Baltimore or whatever, and they're like yeah, like they know they know about that. It's kind of like huh, like okay, so it's like that same era. I don't want to bring up that guy, you know, um, who's going to jail now for being a pedophile, basically. But like when I watched that that whole R. Kelly documentary and they talked oh, yeah. about going to the like bootleggers to buy the fucking sex tape. That's the same thing. Like in the hood, you would go get these tapes. And this is yeah. the same way. And there's a lot of these DJs that are still putting their CDs out on Instagram. Like you can just email them and they'll like mail it to you. So now there's like, they don't, you don't have to just go to some guy selling on the street, like bootlegs of like, you know, of course there were bootlegs of legitimate releases, but there was also these bootlegs that were like, Hot 97 would put them out and then give them to the bootleggers or like... Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I like, still have uh, those. Like some club edit shit, right? Or no, it would just be like Hot 97, Summer 98. And mm. it would just be like the hot the hot tracks of 98. Or like I have some like <coughs> dance hall bootlegs that I've tried to find on vinyl. They've never been put on out on vinyl because they're just like just this one rhythm and then there's people singing over them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like trying to compile like a dance hall like rhythm mix or whatever, like a 90s dance hall, like rhythms. And I'm just like trying to figure out like, does this even, I don't even know, like I know the year because of the rhythm, but like, I'm like, who's this artist? Who's this person? It's just like, they just, these producers just got people in the studio and then I'm looking and I'm like, whoa, okay, cool. So I don't know. It's just like, there's this whole, yeah, bootleg culture of that. That's like specific to like CDs in the 90s and going to like bootleggers and you could probably get arrested, but you're in the hood, so that's not probably gonna happen. So, yeah, it's police not. I guess not the closest thing to that now is like, like SoundCloud rap. Yeah. SoundCloud, like, I mean, go viral. Here, you guys. Here's my SoundCloud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I still don't get it. No, as, as we've said, dance music is not underground. It's not underground anymore. Anyone that says it is, I mean, there is some element of I'm not gonna lie there's some things that we don't know about that's still underground that's under the realm of dance music but the dance music that's being capitalized on now is just no not it's no longer underground Eurodance that's the new thing that's why you gotta go full on Eurodance that's why you gotta go full on that's gonna be my pop hit guys don't be surprised do a little bear kind mix of uh blue Daba D (laughs) (laughs) yeah the 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 bank bank clock mix of you, do you think you're better off alone? Yeah. Killer. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta move it, move it. Yeah, I gotta find that CD, man. I, I if you take that it. riff and just like put it through a ton of reverb. It would sound so dope. Be incredible. 
people you know, freak out. Joey, our old colleague, he he programmed that on one of the modular synths here at the store. I remember that. And uh, yeah, we all kind of freaked out. That was... Have you guys seen that uh, YouTube video of like a network of floppy drives playing Sandstorm? No, that no. sounds real oh. good though. Oh my god, it's Sandstorm! Fu- it's sick. <laughs> it's fucking dope. Okay, it's so really we good. have to talk about Sandstorm because obviously that's become such a if I this, if this is Didn't what I'm some thinking, shit happened with it recently. Well, it's like people are always like, "What's that song?" Right? That's the song that everybody's like on YouTube right, comments, like, "What's that song?" But like, meme. that's such yeah. a yeah, but that's such a song from our like early internet days, and I, yeah. I feel yeah, like it sets right. the tone for a generation. But then now it sets a tone for a new generation because it's yeah. a meme. But it's also like a right. meme in comments, you know, like that kind of commentary uh-huh. yeah. where it's like, "What's yep. this song?" And then somebody's like. Blah, 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 sandstorm. Like, it's like, I'm yeah. like, what is happening? Like, what? <sighs> My brain. Like, First of all, how does anyone not know what that song is? Because you're young. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no excuses. You should know this just out of, out, out of the womb. You know Sandstorm. Don't they play they just it, at, hear at, it like, like Beatles. baseball stadiums like and shit? Like we grew up the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't know what it is. Like That's Kerncraft 400? Yeah, I played that and Zombie Nation. Kern, yeah, Craft 400, Zombie Nation at a wedding recently. And I was like. Did it go off? It did. What else did yeah, you play? Yeah, they had glow sticks too at the wedding. Oh. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I played just the normal like 2000s hits. But it's just those two that really... But those two... Put it in well, high like gear. Early 2000s or yeah. like all 2000s? All 2000s. You know, it's got to play Usher, Lil John. Yeah. Are people are still requesting R. Kelly. I'm sorry, I have boop, to ask. Boop, boop. No, they're specifically saying do not play R. Kelly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I gotta check because I don't know. For for he's completely canceled. For clarity's sake, for our listeners, Katie is a she moonlights as a wedding DJ with uh, regularity. So, Katie and I used to have a DJ night, which I will bring up because it was cute and great. It was very cute. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back, people. Come on, we were doing the all genre thing before it was cool. It was sorry. Fun. We were bringing out all of our records, and we just wanted to because this it is was a, sloppy good fun. No, but it was it. This is like, okay, so this is when it was like Bunker and Weird. Generally, like the biggest two parties. Yeah, that was it. That's like everybody went to Bunker or Weird or both. And then there were also little like parties here and there. Like, what do you call it? Secret Project or Project Secret. I always say it backwards. The original one. And, right. you know, like Pendu and Monster all that shit. Island. <laughs> I'm sorry, I like, brought up Pendu. I'm like, <laughs> started the decade over here with the like, uh, what was that? Glasslands. Uh, what was that? Glass like? House and then Glasslands and then something else. Remember what that? What was that thing that only lasted 2011? A party or a venue? A genre. A genre. And it went away. Oh, God. Witch House. Witch House. It went away as soon as 2011 ended. And I am like, I just, ugh. Which, house, which house lives on in our hearts? No, we were just funny. watching that Salem video the other day. It's it holds up. It's, uh, it holds up. It's great. It's inc- I, actually, I, 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 I when 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 that video was released, I was just like, "Fuck this! This is the end of music. This is the worst thing ever." Like 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 these 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 idiot assholes are are appropriating like real goth culture and well, like acting the like they're. We were part of that. Yeah, scene. I mean, and, and then that came <laughs> along. Yeah, and it was it was horrific. It was nightmarish. It was like the the, the video is like some Xanaxed out goons on stage. The, the music also, is terrible. They know, don't make any sense. But you know, micro korg, micro korg, the, the the greatest triple micro korgs. Yeah. What I will say is that like that has trickled. Okay, so now we're ending the decade. So this is like now it's sounding like 2011, 2019. But like 
there are some corners of the internet and inter- like Instagram aesthetic where people like totally are like some like witch house aesthetic. Oh, wh- yeah, no has, one's on, no one's never on. died. That's the thing. It's, it's bigger never, than the ever. The music died, but the aesthetic stayed. No, Everyone's well, on Xanax now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, but also just the aesthetic of the, the way they dress. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was such a weird time. We like, live in a more witch house. Well, but the thing is, like, like culture than we care to admit. Yeah, witch I, house I, never totally went away. It just like. Which house became sea punk, which became vaporwave, and all these things were just like oh, yeah, kind of like wave. like like you know very very light aesthetic makeovers of this core kind of idea so what, of like it's druggy and weird and kind of we don't 90s-ish know what to call it. But also remember one okay, so I was in Europe at the time, so I was very confused, and it was like big in in the UK, and then I was in Spain, so I was like okay, it was like deconstructed club. Yeah, and so sure. I would talk to a friend in Spain and be like. What the hell do we call this? He's like, it's vaporwave. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't, like, I don't know what this is. Like, I, I always end up playing with people that I don't like. I'm like, what is it? Okay, I'm listening. I don't understand this, but okay, I'm just gonna play as they ask me to play. But we should, uh, we should introduce the show. Oh, hi okay. guys. Oh yeah, it's Basecamp Beta. You, yeah. Yeah, you're listening to. <laughs> oh, wow, you're really putting in work there, Chris. I'm Sybil Jason, being just I don't know what here. Is this a new record? For what? For how long we've gone before introducing yes. the show? It's my fault. Yes, it is. So you guys have to formally introduce me. I can't introduce myself. That's true. Yeah. It's rude. Today we have we we have Sybil Jason with us. Hey guys. Do you want to tell us a thing or two about yourself, Sybil? Yeah. I don't know what to say. You uh you are a DJ and sometimes a producer and you run a blog and uh um platform, kind of platform I guess. multimedia platform called Farst. That's never updated, but people like it because it's been up for 13 years now it's it's legendary it's it low-key legendary ha- you, at the very least you still have a blog i mean that's something i'm still paying for the blog and well not the blog like the hosting yeah. and the domain various domains because i had to change it since 2013 uh six since 2006 sorry 13 years in, in september so it's like it is cool that I still have that. I still use that as an email. That's my primary email. And Sean's rocking the toe. And I friends was, of mine rock the toe. I was I was gonna say you you are you are yeah. Sean's the always rocking the toe. And people the are like, I want a forced toe. toe. I want a forced toe. And I'm like, shit, I gotta make some more. But yeah, that's that's me. I'm just Sybil Jason. I'm a DJ and Farst also. People know me as Farst. I, I feel like I should go by Farst now again or something. Like when I went yeah. moved to Europe, I reluctant I didn't want to really be DJing. I, I was happy doing Farst on BCR. And I'm really happy that Anastasia was like, that's your brand. And I was like looking at her like, brand? I don't know about this brand business. But like, I just was like, I get it. Because it was 2000, it sounds weird to just say like, it was five years ago, but it was 2014. So that's when brands were popping off. And I was like, yeah, it's my thing. I should just name it because I wanted to name my show something else. And she's like, Forrest, that's your name. And I was like, okay, yeah, Forrest. So Forrest has stuck with me all this time. And I feel like it's a child that I, mm-hmm. she's going through puberty. And then, you know, like, uh, on my 13th birthday, my grandma got me a beeper. So I feel like, I don't know what I should give Farce for her birthday, like proper upheaval. <laughs> you survived the big blog apocalypse. I mean, I just kept it up. It was like a relic, you know? I would update it once a year. I haven't updated it this year. And it's just like, it's there. And um, I used to write really nerdy things about, like, what we call wave now. Or like, you know, some um, things that were rare. Now they're not really. I guess they're still rare, but they've been reissued, so they're more accessible. But nothing's nothing's rare anymore. Exactly. Well, except for Haitian music, <laughs> which well, I, so am. I that that actually puts me off on a on a on a tangent that I that I can talk about, 
was I discovered yet another, well, yet another record label that I, that I just discovered, uh, where all their releases are 100 copy vinyl releases, single sided, uh, and there's no digital anywhere, which on the one hand is really fucking irritating because, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like exclusivity is the reason for being of this label. Right. But at the same time, it is kind of really goddamn refreshing. And I ended up spending 50 euros on one of these records because is it shipping was like 30 euros. And then the record was like 20 and it's a fucking sick track and there's no digital anywhere. And I'm like, which label is it? it, It's called Emmet records. E M E T. It's it's, uh, out of Milan. Yeah. And they, they've, they've put out five records. All of them are single-sided, 100 copy. And I kind of hate the fact that they're, like, they're impossible to find. They're on Discogs for over 100 bucks. And I hate that. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, that's kind of refreshing. That, like, yeah. Like, it's just, it's just not accessible, which is, which is both a blessing, which is, which is a curse and, and an actual blessing in, in, in this day and age. I think that kind of thing was really irritating like five years ago. Yeah. When like labels would be like, oh, we're vinyl only, you'd be like, all right, come on. Um, but I think so much has changed in five years. All right, let's say like seven years ago, you could still probably sell yep. five hundred copies, right? You know, um, right? Yeah, I mean, you said seven, wa- seven years ago, you could sell five hundred, five hundred thousand copies of anything <laughs> kind of good. Now I, you it's know, more of a I'm, statement now. Right, right, and like I've been putting out vinyl and digital copies of music and i feel like at this point the most common thing is for people just to stream the music like they're just like yeah cool i'm gonna listen yeah. to it i'm gonna i'm gonna hear it streaming is and it. the people who are inclined to purchase are going to be the people that, that that are going to go to your band camp and be like all right here's here's like 10 bucks but then the even smaller subset of that are the vinyl buyers and it's just like why are we doing this anymore? What's the point? I don't know. I, I definitely think you kind of have to go either one way, w- one way or the other. Either you put out vinyl and it's a very special thing and yeah. it's sort of impossible to get, yeah, uh, and and doesn't exist, you know, readily on any on on any streaming. Because then they or, won't buy it or digital, uh, yeah, digital formats. Um, or you just yeah, you go full digital. You don't bother with vinyl. You make right. it. You make it basically for free for everyone everywhere. Put it up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Get some streaming, like some money from YouTube. But like, I mean, there now there's a lot of older labels that never had digital releases putting their stuff on Bandcamp, which is cool. Dropbase has been yeah, they just they just uh, unveiled a huge, uh, huge chunk of the catalog. Yeah, it's I mean that stuff's cool. cool. A lot of classics. I didn't know yeah, about. That's a really good thing. That's like a that's a undeniably good thing about the digital age. I didn't know anything about Laura Grab. Oh man, Laura Grab's the best. And she like started a Bandcamp, put all her shit up there, and now I'm like, oh fuck. When yeah, I was when really I was tinkering good. with the idea of, of running a Gabber label a couple years ago, when when there were glimmers that hardcore might be like, you know, maybe kind of cool a year or two down the line, I was like, okay, yeah, I gotta gotta start a hardcore label. I Why didn't did hardcore course, stop being cool. That's what I want to know because I still like I play hardcore in my sets, but I don't like. I mean, it's not my thing, you know. Like it goes. That's it, how my sets it, progress. Uh, it was never cool on one hand, but yeah. Um, uh, well, now it's super cool, you know? Like, everybody's, like, playing hardcore. Is it? It's like, I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? 
It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's a trend. It's, it's trendy. the new electro. <laughs> it's a trend. It's a trend. and It's It's uh, a hashtag. Okay, I get it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Mark Troner. Oh, my God. They've discovered Mark Troner. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the reason I even know Mark Troner is because when Katie and I had our night and we'd play everything, she would play Frozen Bunker Loops. Fro- frozen Boom Erection. Boom, from, sorry. Doom, from Doomed Bunker Loops. Doomed Bunker Sorry, I put it backwards. Sorry. You see? <laughs> Like, Sean dropping I've, that knowledge. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I play if, it now. If there's one thing I know, it's the Cold Rush catalog I, inside. And yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, Frozen Brian Loops. I just, yeah, but like, she would play that super slow, and I played super fast, and I would always play super fast, and I'm just like, this is the thing about like, people ask me, how do you discover music? I'm like, well, if you've DJed long enough, you just discover music on your own, but also from playing with other people. It's one of the best so I, 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 I just had an... I just had a an idea that I wanna that that I wanna flesh out. So hear me out. We were just talking about Witch House, and I suggested that it was the first, basically the first musical genre completely created by and for the internet. And I was just I was just as you guys were talking, as we were all talking, I was kind of thinking about like what what has happened to musical scenes. Like I I feel like. M- Musical scenes in the way that we all understand them and the way that those scenes transmit and kind of develop and exist is basically gone by the wayside. And I'm wondering if just feels like a- something like Witch House could be considered an example of, a, of the way that scenes are going to develop moving forward, as in like... I think they. Basically, I think they have been. Yeah, I think super transitory. Yeah. You mean like just kind well, of? Yeah, super transitory and basically created by a small group of people on the internet that then spreads across the internet and basically forever lives on the internet because, yeah. Well, I think like going back to Tumblr, I think one of the interesting things that Tumblr allowed people to explore was the plasticity of identity. Right. Yeah. Like Tumblr was a very visual uh, yep. medium. Yep. Uh, and it was very easy to um, to basically just like like create a whole new persona for yourself with this sort of mood board and then you could you, you know you could dress up in an interesting outfit and yep. take, take a couple pictures and uh, you know then you could put that next to some Lisa Frank-esque uh, you know drawing <laughs> and then suddenly you've invented sea punk um, I really did yeah. enjoy your tumbler by the way Sean the the, the, I, I the hardcore it. logos one what I didn't. No, know no, no. Just... Your, 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 the one, the pictures with you next to Lisa Frank. Oh. <laughs> what? I'm sad you got rid of it. Um, Damn. I, I did. I did have a Tumblr that was all speaking of hardcore. That was all just uh, logos of um, uh, from from hardcore uh, techno records. Did you delete it? You just. No, no. It's still there. I get. I get my yearly reminder that it exists. It's like oh, and, like and seven years ago. You yeah. you started hardcore dash techno dash logos dot dot com. That's still your advertisement. Like yes, <laughs> native advertisement. I mean, the kids. Will, I, no, sorry. <clears throat> the people that are really discovering hardcore will love it now. I'm all the kids, and excuse they, me. <clears throat> they will. They're, they're they're gonna they're gonna gonna get all my uh, secret. Uh, secret I mean, fish they found uh, them because of the internet. Like, I don't think they're like. I don't know. It's cool that like Mark Troner's being recognized. Yeah, it's great. I like. I mean, yeah, it's it's super super exciting. But I think he's, he's having a bit of a, a renaissance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of, of Frozen Boom Erection, that I've seen that track pop up in the last year on several track lists. Like people finally caught on 
to that super weird, super cool track. No, but it's crazy because like, so the, the, that one mixtape that Selwa asked me about last week or in whatever her, um, in Bizarre Bazaar that I finally put up and I still have for sale. <laughs> Just sitting there. But like I had another put that ad. on there. Hmm? Yeah. No, Guys, please ad. buy these tapes. They're great. Like anyway, um, they're really beautiful tapes, but. Um, it was my way of like trying to take Farst a, a step further, but um, I did have froze, I, frozen boom erection on there, on side A, and somebody recently said to me like, "Wow, so well, this sounds like big room techno." Like the, I was like, "I guess I was ready for Europe," but I just when I moved to Europe, I was like, "Fuck this shit! I don't want to be part of if this." If that shit. sounds like big room techno, I love big room. Techno. No, I mean like the the first side of that tape, okay? Because it was like <laughs> me not just playing like cold whatever right, you know, right, or, right. Or, you know, and then the side B was like more cold and like. Void vision and like wavy, wavy wave as they say in Europe. Your wave, wave, play a wave set. Civil. I'm like, no, why? I mean, I played in my sets. I don't know, but yeah. Chris, I think you're onto something, but I, I also I think like a parallel movement is kind of what's going on. I I guess a bit with hardcore and with like uh, electro and with jungle. And with all these things right now, which is that like we're living in the end of the nineties where like techno is just dumb and like getting so big and blown out and dying. Um we're breaks. A second of, yeah. Everybody's I mean, breaks. But oh. that's the thing is like so like there's like a new flavor of the month every six months, you know, some new thing. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, the hardcore is big. Oh, we're doing it it to me it feels like cosplay. It's like a lot of people just kind yeah. of like cosplaying some like genre from the 90s and they like dress up in like 90s but it and and sort of like i feel i feel like the senses that people are like constructing have are being like futuristic but it's all through the lens of like these the genre. 90s that they missed out on yeah, yeah. or the night yeah the 90s that they just missed you know yeah and yeah i mean that's kind of what 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 i've like you know I feel like when I was when I was growing up, the musical communities that I that I became part of, they organized around. I I guess they just organized differently, and and I feel like music was transmitted differently and shared differently. And um, this is just the new normal now, where stuff comes and goes at the speed of light because it can, and so it does. Well, yeah, I mean, back back to, uh, like addressing that, and then also addressing the kind of cosplayish uh, thing that Chris was mentioning. Like again, I I feel like 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 Tumblr was one of the the real things that kind of um, changed the way that that, that a whole generation uh, conceives of, like like of, of their their you know their their, their self identity. Yeah, I that, think that it's right. that it's something that you know you can because you can adopt this identity with very little kind of investment. You know, um, mm -hmm. investment in subculture uh, in the eighties, the nineties, much of the two thousands took time money yep you had to <clears throat> go to shows you had to meet people right you had to, right. You right. Had to ingratiate yourself totally. into a community learn yeah, exactly. learn exactly. the kind of uh, social codes yeah um learn different. learn um learn the history of of whatever totally. kind of culture you were you were involved with and uh and now this is also like all of this information is stuff you can adopt very easily exactly um, exactly so i mean why not why not cosplay it it, do, well, it, do, and, it, do, it doesn't mean anything to do it for real, right? But and I think just before we get uh, too far, sounding like old men yelling at clouds, which we and all old are. women too. Sorry, and, I mean and I'm, old I'm, women. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm I'm fine with this. Like like I like I mean it, right. not it, not fine with it. It's it's 
it's the I way mean, things I do are think going. One of, one of the really positive aspects of this of this phenomenon that we're describing is that I think you know, for instance, Tumblr really enabled an entire generation of young people to explore their sexuality yeah. in a way that that yeah. is completely unprecedented. Yes, absolutely. And like, and I think that's fucking cool. Like, that's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, well, like, like again, it, like it, it highlights the, the 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 way that gender itself is play. Yeah, you know, gender right. itself is yes. performative. So, uh, yeah, and yep. like, like, you know, so so is punk rock. So is yes. So Thank is, you for bringing right. that up because I really want to. I was like thinking about like just punk, like coming from a DIY. What we we're trying to say, I guess, Chris, is yeah. that like DIY. It was a DIY. Everything was used to be DIY. Like yeah. the basis yep, of any subculture is DIY. And that's why, like, I'm going to bring up Twitter, but I tweeted that because everybody was like, blah, 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 you're this, and it shows. And I tweeted, some of you have never been part of a DIY scene, and it shows because it's like, (laughs) I'm sorry, and and I'm not that old, but, like, I still was lucky enough to be part, in New York City, at least, at a DIY scene, but it was, like, enmeshed in, like, post-Giuliani, like, you know, limelight. It was just, like, a different time. Like, I literally, like, Katie... Like Katie came up to me and was like, "Hey, uh, when I played, I was I played a crazy. F- I don't know. I just went in or whatever. But I played the set and it was great. And I was like, um, Shane from Hood by Air came and she was like, Shane was freaking out. And I was like, What? I haven't seen Shane since last decade. Like it's so crazy to say that, but it's such a New York thing. And Shane and I had a discussion about like how much things have changed, especially in New York." Where it was like you didn't you went out because you were part of a community. You didn't go out yeah. because it was because you knew that that party's good or this is going to be good. And it's yep. all we all know each other, and it, yep. it's all DIY. Like Hood Buyer was DIY. That's a yep. DIY thing. Like it's now yep. it's big. The same thing with Telfar. We all used to party together, and it's like all these scenes, all this music, all of these genres, all of these subcultures. They come from DIY, and that's the like like it's it's just like I just. It all makes sense. It all comes together. Like, that's why, like, for me, like, I'm not a person that plays one genre unless, like, okay, I'm advertisement. But, like, by the time this airs, like, I'm going to my show's going to be up. But I, for this month, for Rinse France, I decided to do an R&B 90s mix because I was just like, I just want to put that out. And people, it's summer and it's fun. And it's like, that's sick. you know what I mean? I'm just, like, sick of just, like, playing, you know. No blue cl- Blue Cantrell on there is there? I'm gonna do an, a 2000s version. This is a 90s version, so you already know that that song is on the 2000s, early 2000s R&B version. It's from like 2001. I know. We sang it the other day together. But no, I mean, um, but that's what you're trying to get at, Chris. Is like, yeah, yeah, no, that's your DIY you're communities right. because, like, that's the thing is like. Right. I was, when I was 18, I was, quote, mod, but I was also, like, I refused to ever, like, belong to any one thing, so I, like, I had a, like, bowl cut, I wore a white belt, and I was wearing anarcho-punk shirts, like, fuck speaking Indians. True make-out club style. That's me, but that's civil, (laughs) too. That was, like, nobody looked like that. Like, everybody was wearing their red and white, and I was, like, mixing it up. I was, like, I'm civil disobedience with my fucks of pink Indian shirt (laughs) at fucking Royal Oak and hanging out in the hole, like, you know, like, that is just... I I think you're completely right. And I think the spirit that made that, I think the reason that DIY uh, is so crucial to that kind of energy and those communities is the intentionality. It's like, 
if you wanted to make this scene happen or be a part of the scene or or participate in these communities, you had to fucking put some work in. Like you had to, yeah. You had to, you 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 had to join. You you had to be a joiner. You didn't just like you show up. You, know? you, you needed some skin in the game, like my yeah. like yeah. my like my gal recess. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we how do we bring that energy and that vitality and that intentionality to music scenes in in the world of 2019 and beyond where the internet has made replication and communication painless to the point of almost meaninglessness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's transparent. And I mean, like we can't just sound like literally like, Oh, we're so old and like the decade's almost over because there are things that we don't know about. There's still people that have, that don't have access to certain things that are still doing, making things happen themselves, DIY all around the world that we don't know about. And they do have access to the internet, but they're doing special, like things that don't sound like anything you've ever heard. And then when you discover that, that's amazing. But like, we don't know about it yet. But what we see now on the internet or in like, you know, quote, dance culture right now is just like a very postured, like internet, social media, like, uh, I don't know. I'm just Postured and regurgitative. Yes. And constant one-upmanship. Yes. And competition. Yes. And it's like, I don't think people are trying to be competitive. Deliberately shutting out maybe other... That's what happens, okay? Other voices that stand in the way? People are are like, I have no idea. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Endlessly competitive, and I just don't, I don't have the energy for it. Yeah, it's kind of like you're, I try to like, I try to be like, oh, this person, like, I just, there's sometimes I just like have to get off the internet. Like, I have to get off, like, I don't have a big social media, like, Instagram following on my whatever because I just didn't engage with it because I don't believe in that shit. I just scroll and I'm like, yeah, this is doesn't matter. None of this fucking it's the matters. Internet. Like, it doesn't. It's like, different. It's almost just like comical how stupid it is. You know. But there's people buying. Not to into sound that. like I'm. I'm not like above everything, and I can't like this is have a, a dialogue though. as you say. But I hate when people bring that up though. Oh, we're trying to have a dialogue. No, we're not. This is not a dialogue. You're attacking me, and I'm gonna drag you. Sorry. <laughs> if that happens to you on Twitter, you come for me on Twitter. I will drag you, and I'm gonna make you stay away. No, seriously. Like I that happened recently, and then that person deleted their tweets. I'm sorry. Like, and I wasn't trying to be nasty. I was like, this is a fun threat. Look, like I just made a joke. Don't make it like it's a dialogue. And I'm like, no, it's not a fucking dialogue. Like I'm not having this discussion with you like it's like people expect you to just get into some internet like whatever and it's like i have a real fucking life like i'm not Mm. this is not like this is we have to stop this shit there is some very weird thing with uh twitter and all this that like sucks you in and you feel like a you can you will you will like like this actually matters yeah and you feel like incumbent to like check the replies respond to things like if you don't that's a bad thing and you're like I have to work. Like I have, like I gotta I, browse the sales, on or, or, or <laughs> for that. the reductions. Yeah, I gotta. <laughs> There's further it's reductions. A really good, really good summer sale going on right now. So you know what? I'm looking for some new. Uh, I just bought some shoes. I'm like, <laughs> no. I mean, really, it's like I. I literally have and days where I'm like, I'm not gonna check Twitter, and then it's like I look and I'm like, and then I get sucked in. And I'm like, oh God. And then it's like just, someone's messaging Just delete me. it. Just buy more books. No, I have, more poetry books. I have books. notifications off, so more I took it off my phone. Books. Yeah. Uh, do, do, we, do we want to talk about music? Do we want to talk about some tracks? Normally, yeah, so we, uh, Frozen Boom Erection. That's a, that we haven't talked about any 
uh, it's so good. Tracks. It's such a good track to mix into anything. Like I use it has like to mix into genre. Like, should we? Genres. Should we all? Uh, CC and 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 Chris, I don't know if you guys have uh, favorite Marco Cartapain tracks, but maybe we should all pick a a Mark yeah, track. Isn't Marco Cartapain? Oh, yeah, right. Jesus, I can do that. I, I got yeah. it right off the top of my head, which is the Patsagrain remix. Banger. It's a banger. I like it. Just, just the complete. It's the, it's the definition it's of a very banger. sick. Well, that snare is absolutely perfect. The breakdown is lethal, and it's just one of those tracks that destroys a dance floor in the best possible way. Yep, that's my take on it's it. It's simple to the point, effective. It's got that old school electro kind of. Yep feel to it where it's not too many bells and whistles yep just it's like just, a it's sick a, beat it's a and synthesizers utterly perfect dance floor track yeah. just reminds me of summer 2017 for me if I knew how to make music I would want it to sound like this yeah it's kind of <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no it's sick you, you can throw some are we just only gonna future pick- pop lyrics on top we- <laughs> yeah dude there well you go. guys right. I, I yeah. mixed I mixed um, the mover into um, I, at Sublimate, Cardi B. And <laughs> there you go. Like, just the vocals of press on top of it. I'm sure Mark would approve. He probably would, actually. It's just one of those tracks that when I hear it, it does everything I could ever want. It goes off for sure. It goes off, and it's just like, that's one of my dream tracks right there. Like, just hard electro beat perfect structure and then that fucking massive massive synth breakdown that makes me want to basically kill myself in the best possible way well when you play this people will come running like people will freak the fuck out it's it's the old it's just like what fucking dance music is all about to me like i do think it's like a very smart update on the classic mover sound um you know it feels it feels pretty modern it feels very modern to me um but still has a lot of the classic tropes of, you know, of mover circa 92. Like, it's, it's not that many, there's not that many jumps from, from Night Flight nonstop to chaos to, to this song uh, in a good way. This is a track that I've, like, been playing a lot lately. And um, someone that we know has been on the show. I don't know if they, like, just sampled the track or, like, they just were like listening to it and then somehow like they must have sampled it. So I've played them back to back, but I want to know if you know this record because you, Sean is like the person that I like think is knows the most about. I mean, I know Technasia and I know the Sino label. I don't know this. This track is amazing. I I, I don't know this. um, And when I play it, people will fucking freak the fuck out. Like it doesn't matter who you like. I just look around the room and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Okay. It's on Tempest by Technasia. So Katie's putting Meslum United's, uh, 
into Mekong Center up to the microphone from her <laughs> phone. Katie, what what, like what about that does it this has does a, it for you? Has a lot of charm. I like that it's from 1998. It has that real uh, post EBM kind of early techno feel to it. Um, sounds like a cool. Okay, the original version might be a little bit. It's better. <laughs> um, I just put the other version in a very old mix of mine. Um, yeah, it has that great EBM electro um, without any of the 2010s marks of that genre, mm-hmm. revival style of that genre. Um, I don't know. It has a lot of charm. I like that, you know, it's built around these samplers and stuff, uh, samples. Um, kind of sounds like a video game soundtrack. Um I think there's a cool conversation here about how the Frankfurt techno scene is fucking awesome and highly underrated. Yeah, for sure. By Frankfurt scene, you just mean Adam Hart and the movie, basically. Yep, yep. Because that's that's, that's about all there was, right? Well, I mean, after that, there was like a lot of... Because then there was like a second Frankfurt scene of like sort of playhouse and like oh stuff like that that came a lot a bit later. later yeah but yeah i mean the yeah basically it's just, it was just but yeah like old adam hart is yeah. some of the best techno ever made yeah and, uh, it's yeah it's super good i mean new adam hart's still some of the best techno ever made yeah right i mean yeah all yeah all adam hart is actually some of the best music ever made yeah yeah absolutely uh, um but going back to um into mekong center yeah sean you mentioned that the samplers. Uh, I, I can't remember what sampler he he, he used. Uh, they don't sound great. No, no, they're de- it's definitely like like he had like a what was probably like a you know forty euro even at the time sampler, <laughs> and uh, it's charming. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 DIY, man. Yeah, it's DIY. This is the DIY the spirit of it. This this episode should be just called DIY in social media. Well, no, it's going to be called the Tumblr episode. Oh, come on. Can we just call it DIY till you die or something like that? Okay, sorry. Let me stop now. It's not like a floor filler banger, but uh, it's effective and it sort of lays a a framework for like a really powerful track, even though the the recording quality of that version isn't awesome. I I think you sort of see him starting to piece together his influences in a way that paints something genuinely novel here. Because I think, um, well, here, like, you, you can hear him, you know, kind of elements of, of, um, of like, Egyptian Lovers, obviously a big influence on him. Uh, like, early Sir Mix-a-Lot, I know he's a colossal fan of uh, what? My Posse's on Broadway. Oh, my God, really? Um, that makes so much uh, sense. But then also, along with, with the, the early Belgian hardcore stuff, the Mackenzie are, are one of, uh, they're, they're a Belgian act that uh, he... Um, Rated very highly uh, 
as well as the darker side of, of Detroit techno. You know, um, James Pennington obviously is a huge influence on, a, on the mover. Um, he, he has the Alien Christ Project, which is a whole series of just basically riffs on um, the worlds. Uh, th that's the B side of Art of Stalking, right? Mark had a whole project that was basically just like a series of covers of, um, right. of Suburban Night. Um, so yeah, with with the early uh, the early um, some of those early Mescaline United tracks, you can hear him c kind of putting all these influences together in a way that um, uh, starts starts kind of hinting at something new. And I think you know once you get to um, to you know to the 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 early Mover releases by ninety one ninety two, um, you know he's he's genuinely onto something, uh, you know, pretty pretty exciting by that point. Another one of my very favorite underrated German electronic musicians is uh, Jörg Berger. Yeah. He's another one of those dudes that can do like all different styles of music and just do it super fucking well. What were his other projects? I mean, I know the I know the, the Bionaut is the main one. Okay, something about Germans—they're able to wear a lot of different hats. Social welfare. Think of how many hats you'd have if Bernie was president. You didn't get to pick your track. Yeah, uh, I or mean, did you pick one? There's a, there's a zillion. Let's listen to Frozen Boomer action because it's oh, yeah, really yeah. such right. a. I, right. I love yeah. that track. Off the Cold Rush uh, label, yeah. which is, I think, my personal favorite. That gets my heart pumping. That gets my heart pumping. Well, you, you see the, the cover art of the skeletons. Yeah, so... Um, Katie, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that that was, that was like as far from what I expected as it could possibly be. <laughs> well, imagine it pitched up in a really good sound system, because that's... I usually play it I mean, really I, fast, and it just goes off. People go fucking yeah, okay. nuts. I, like, I was expecting something way faster and way harder. Well, yeah, so Cold, like... Cold, Cold Rush is, is his, like, like... like and hedonic rave. It's it's yeah. like it's huh. like a lot of the tracks are slower and just kind of like well most most of the Cold Rush catalog is one for one forty five to one fifty five <laughs> slow yeah um yeah one one forty one forty five to one sixty this is like one twenty three yeah. or something and I usually it's play it like one thirty six yeah like one <laughs> yeah one whatever it's, but it, it's under one thirty but it's good to, it doesn't sound like when you pitch it up it doesn't sound it sounds actually yeah it sounds it sounds good it, it goes off. People fucking are like, what the fuck is this? And then once in a while, someone will come up to be like, oh my God. So, yeah, I love that track. But I, thanks to Katie and I doing our old night, she would bring it out and play it. And then we'd just like play some random like Madonna or some shit. And, like, know, or Slick Rick or some, you know, Cold Wave record or whatever nerdy, nerdery things we had that weren't reissued. <laughs> And we'd just play everything. It was cool. And then she would play that, and I'd be like... What's going on? No, I just love that track. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'd be so happy when she played it. And then, you know, finally copped it when I got to Berlin, because I yeah, was not going to pay 20 fucking euros shipping for yeah, that yeah. record. But yeah, the, the entire Cold Rush catalog is... Most of it is 
uh, faster, and basically it's, it's like one note Hoover riffs over like okay. a one, 150, 160 BPM distorted kick drum. And so sometimes there'll be like sort of a, a gloomy melody. The, the big anthems on the label are, uh, are Pitch Hiker uh, by Pill Driver is a legendary track that is just a single 909 kick drum with a lot of reverb going through various permutations of distortion. <laughs> okay. There is there are no other elements other than a kick drum. It's my one of my favorite tracks ever. Then there is um, Atmosphere. It's uh, by I think that's Ray Freeder, Atmos F E A R, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, just a, a it's a faster one around one sixty big distorted kick drum, and then just like like again like a one note Hoover riff. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Um, <laughs> great one. Um, but uh, yeah, the entire the entire catalog is 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 brilliant. Um, uh, for 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 my Toronto track, Toronto track. Uh, let's do let's do suburban soul, city life. This is one of my favorite tracks on the Techno Tribe label, which was, I think, run from 95 to 96. Um, and it's a really weird kind of curiosity in, uh, in the PCP catalog. Um, I, I read the whole label basically as like Mark's tribute to 92, 93 hardcore, like UK hardcore, mm-hmm. um, only done with straight kick drums instead of break beats. Um, this track, I think, highlights it most explicitly, where if you put, if you, put you know, an amen break underneath, yeah. it, it would just be a straight up, it would be a, a killer 92, 93 hardcore track. <clears throat> um, so it's a, it's a weird, uh, weird kind of riff on, on a kind of classic rave sound. Um, uh, yeah, short-lived label. I think there were nine or maybe ten releases on it. Um, the All two by sur- him? Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, and it's funny too because like he, there's a, there's several of the 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 names he uses on the label that are exclusive to this label, mm-hmm. but some of them are like, um, uh, he resurrected some of his like super fringe, um, like one off projects from like ninety one ninety two. Um, I think there was is it a reincarnated regulator? Is that the one? I have to look at the catalog there, there, there's there's a few of his names that are just like uh, they were totally total one-offs that he brought back for one more record on this mm-hmm. label um that's smooth uh, yeah i mean that's something you really can't do anymore right is have like nine thousand pseudonyms i yeah i guess not i mean 
people try, but it's definitely, I feel like it's still such like a relic of 90s sort of thing. I don't know. People try to have a lot of pseudonyms. Still. I mean, I've, I've tried and it hasn't done me any favors, even though I feel like it's... Did it do them any favors? <clears throat> Maybe they I, I just cared less? Be, no, no, I absolutely think it did because they could yeah. sell more records this way. They could make mm. it appear as if scenes were bigger than they were. Um, I mean, and it's certainly like and, and, from the outside looking in, you are always like, holy shit, there's so much music here. And then like sometimes you're like, oh no, this is all three people. Yeah, or like or under one person. Or one person, but yeah. under like 500 names. You're like, yeah. oh fuck. Yeah. If you go by too many aliases now, people can't keep up. Like yeah, now. Yeah, like yeah. If you yeah. want to get yeah, booked and play and all that stuff because people are like, it's brand suicide. It's confusing. Well, yeah, it's, brand. But I think for like, I don't know. For me, I'm like always like thinking about like all your aliases when I talk about like you and further reductions to people. And then I'm like, Fabatine, 400 people. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I have a bunch of different projects and I think it sometimes confuses, it's confused promoters. It's confused. You website. Like, um, you know, fans. I like I have people who are big fans of one project of mine that like, they're like, oh, I love that stuff. It's so amazing. And they're like, wait, you did that record too? I had no idea. And it's like, I don't, it's not like I try to keep it obscure. It's No, they just don't, they just can't follow it. Yeah. And like, not a lot of people go, I mean, I'm assuming that they're on Discogs and your name is on it and then you, they click, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. click, like, but some people just don't know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I have, I have a handful of little secret outings over the years, but most of my projects are public knowledge. So. Yeah, yeah. And they're listed on Discogs. Yeah. So someone can click on the name and then see who the real producer is. Yeah. And it's not hard. It's not hard. Um, but we're in the time of short attention spans. So yeah, it would be very hard for Mark to have done, a, you know, to have released things under the 45 different, 58 different names he did or something. Yeah. Um, but different era. Uh, I saw him play last year. Was it at Sonar? At Nizza? And towards the end, he was just playing his MIDI keyboard like a guitar. I, I saw him last year at Reactor. Did the same thing? He was playing a, a sampler, like a guitar. It must have been a sampler. I couldn't tell because I was behind it was, him. It was a small, small, like... Because it's uh, Nietzsche. I'm not sure what it was, but yeah, he was holding it up. It's and definitely playing a series of different distorted kick drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, it was like, wow, he really... I was just like, how is he doing this? Like, because it was late and he was definitely drunk. So, like... It was... Performance. This is the thing is that I think even in these underground, sort of the nominally underground spaces for this, like all the clubs in Europe, like all of these clubs are increasingly still structured around the DJ being the focal point. Um, and also the DJ being the unquestioned, like, uh, sole entertainment. Yeah. Um, so like... That's why I love Trezor. Yeah, the authority. I mean, to me, like I have this whole like, thing I've been thinking about writing, but just the sort of creeping sort of like uh, budget fascism of, of of dance music where it is like structured around like an authority. Well, it's so changing, like, I feel like, in some places. Yeah, but like it's some just, it's, it's so not at all about like, you know, like the ideal uh, party environment is no, one in which like yeah. you go and like the DJ is there, but he is like, he or she are a service person yeah. and they're like you're there to hear good music and that's enjoyable but like you're also like oh this person's weird i'm gonna go like yeah. dance with them or, or like, like i'm having fun i'm yeah. just like i'm in a zone like for me 
I personally do not like lights on me while I DJ. Yeah, I, think that's, yeah. I have that on my writer. No lights on me behind me. What about me. strobe lights? If they're like, okay, like, uh, it depends. Some I, d- People that program lights nowadays are a bit better, but there was a time where people were going a little fucking insane with those strobes. Oh, God. It, it was, was like bad, a bit much. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I don't even want to be here. Yeah, and I yeah. just, and you can't, like, it's just too much. But now it's like a bit more like to, to the music and like, you know, I think, but I, I just don't like that. And like, I kind of, anytime people are standing around watching me, I'm like, all right, I'm going in, I'm going to go fast, and they're going to dance. And then they dance. And then I'm just like, fine. Because I don't like being watched. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not like on stage singing. I'm, I might be on a stage DJing, but I'm not singing. I'm not like, you know what I mean? I'm a performer, obviously, but yeah. I think that whole thing has started and it's, I think it's fading. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've played places where it starts like that and there's like, dudes standing and watching me and I'm like all right and then I'm just like I'm going in now and they just dance and then it's yeah, like yeah. off they go <laughs> oh my god you know what I want to play I, I maybe it doesn't matter okay this is gonna go into like uh, it's called Tempest the track but uh you guys remember the liars so they had this track like don't take no for an as- answer which is obviously and I forgot about it. And I was like, what do I do with the 7-inch when I was getting rid of records? And I kept it. And the B-side is that track. And it's so good. But I, I love playing this track. It just like goes off. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. This was fun. Uh, We're the last two standing. Yeah. Today. Well, technically, Sean's standing across from us right now, but he's about to leave. This is... Yeah. This is a podcast. Only the strong survive. We made it out. This I, I'd like to cultivate this more in the podcast. Actually, I'd like every podcast to be sort of it's a summer. Gauntlet, so people are just you like know, where falling, we start falling six because it's hot, and it just kind of whittles down to two, two, and then and you got a night owl on your hands. So I just got started. Yeah, yeah. 